Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. Brought to you by Bet Online, back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiners. Teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And with new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE on your first bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys quarterback Danny White. And Danny, you were in Foxborough last week for. What was one of the most fun and ridiculous games I, I've watched in a long time. And my first thought about it was, this is a Cowboys team that's a lot different because in the past, even teams that we thought were pretty good, 11 penalties, two turnovers in the end zone, a bad call you know, on one of them, a bad review, all those things would have meant the Cowboys lost to a team that was less than them. But this team just... you. If they're, so they're going to get beat, somebody's going to have to beat them early, or they're going to have to be a team like the, the Buccaneers because you cannot leave them alive, and that's what the, the Patriots, unfortunately for them, did. Yeah, Paul, I, I, I don't know what it is, what, what's going on with the whole league right now, but maybe, maybe you know, we, we, we keep talking about the football gods. Maybe they're making up for a year of COVID. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe that's what it is, but the games all around the league – are just crazy, um, but that game Sunday, um, I, uh, I mean, it was up and it was down, and and you're right. And I knew, I knew it was going to be a strange day when we got up Sunday morning, and it was sunny. It was the weather was beautiful, <laughs> no, no, no rain or snow, or you know, which we just about always get in New England. Um, I had mixed feelings when I woke up because I knew that that uh, I was the last quarter Cowboys quarterback to win in New England, and so I didn't know whether I wanted the Cowboys to win or not. I wanted to keep my little. I don't have very many mentions left, um, and there went another one. But it was you know seven thirteen times we'd played seven wins for the Cowboys the first seven games. Six for the Patriots. The next six games. How crazy is that? Yeah. And um, and so it's just it's just a crazy relationship 
that we have. I don't know if it's with Bill Belichick. I don't know if it's with the Patriots. I don't know what are the mayor of Boston. I don't know what it is, but somehow, some way, those games just uh, just are always crazy games. And this one may be, may be the craziest of them all. At the end of regulation, I mean, we were we were jumping out of our chairs in the press box. We were rolling on the floor the next minute, um, and and then overtime. And you know, so uh, it was a fun, fun game to be to. And I'll also tell you, I'll bet, I'll bet seventy percent of the fans were wearing cowboy jerseys. Well, I heard the first time Amari Cooper caught a pass, you could hear on television people yelling "coop," and I thought, well, that's that's strange. In Boston, you they were booing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I thought, and then I thought that's. Good. Then he caught another one. I was like, well, why of all the people would Bostonians boo Amari Cooper? He's never done anything to them. And then it hit me, like, oh, they're yelling "coop." There's the Cowboy fans are traveling, and that's that's amazing to see. And of course, you know, you you win four games in a row now, five games in a row. You know, you you you've you've awoken the the ghost of of cowboys yeah. fans past and it is as you know you know you you played uh for the cowboys in in a great era uh, of cowboy football they uh, the fans are everywhere i mean you guys experienced it when you were playing and they're still everywhere and they have football gods in new england <laughs> as well as in dallas they were watching over that game closely uh i think the final the final uh uh, determining factor came from Coach Landry, um, and he he was tired of it. Finally, had had enough, and uh, <laughs> said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take this one." And uh, Bill Belichick has a little ways to go before he catches up with Coach Landry. Yeah, a little. Yeah, he does. And they, <laughs> you know, I, I just the way. The way things were going early, you wondered how the game was going to shake out. And you could see that the Cowboys, and you've seen this in the games where, like, Carolina and Philadelphia, New York. Philadelphia's probably a little bit different. But in those games, you can see the Cowboys are this much above that team, but they don't until the second half really, really lay it on, which is when you want it anyway. But there was something about that particular game where they're just kind of – they were letting New England hang around, and and you don't want to give Bill Belichick any ideas. That's the last thing you want to do is him his game plan to work, and then have another idea of something you're doing wrong. He notices in the game, and that was what kind of kept my stomach churning during the game. But you know, Kellen Moore just kept coming up with answers, play calling wise, and while the defense was getting got beat early, you know, for a couple hours during that game, I mean, they gave it what sixty yards until the that big play at the end. So. They're not, by any stretch of the imagination, scary on defense a lot of the times, but they've been effective. I, I, you know, I don't know how they're doing it, but, uh, but they're doing it on defense, and they, they manage to clamp down when they have to. Well, let me tell you one of the things they do, and that is they jump their defense around right up until the snap of the ball. Once you get below five seconds on the play clock, they're going to start jumping around, and they're not going to give you a chance. They're, they're going to try not to give Dak a chance to get out of a bad play and into a good play. Um, they, don't, they, they do it probably more often than they don't, but just enough times Dak will get into a play that will bust the defense, and, and up comes a big play. And you'll see them, they'll stop them, stop them, stop them, and then up comes – well, what's happening is – Either they go on a quicker cadence and they catch them in the bad defense before they can jump out of it into a good one for the play you've got called, or or Dak gets them 
changed into the right play at right before the snap of the ball. I mean, th- these cat and mouse games that are going on right now, what you can't do is let the defense control the game. And that's what was happening is the defense was dictating to the Cowboys what they could run. And it's all defensive coordinators try to do this, but it depends on the quarterback you're playing. I watched Teddy Bridgewater in Denver play the other day, and he could not get um, get into the right play against the Ravens. The Ravens had his number, and they were they were timing it just right. Well, Dak is too good for that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't let him do it, or at least he didn't let him do it enough times. You make them pay enough, and they're going to stop doing that. They're going to have to play you straight. And that's what that's what Boston was doing uh, early in the game. And finally, you know, Dak got him out of it. But you know, and and then and then the Cowboys. As long as we're talking about football gods, the the injury. Look at the injury scene around the league. I mean, how would you how would you like to be without Dak, without Zeke and without Tony Pollard. Yeah, I wouldn't um, like that. You know, and going to a game, which is what the Cleveland Browns are doing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be, and there are teams that are playing like that. Now they had, the Cowboys had um, their left tackle. Okay. Uh, who, who's was limping around with a neck and a, and a leg, uh, but he played through it. To his credit, they had a quarterback who's not 100%. They had a running back who's not 100%. They had a right tackle who's missing, although they've got another one that's filled in admirably and played really, really well for them. So the injuries are a big deal in the league right now. And managing injuries, managing backups, managing young players is what the league has become, at least for this year. Now, if they can figure out a way to get through training camp with three games instead of four and still get bodies ready. If you don't play a guy like Dak or a guy like Zeke in one play in the preseason where there's live bullets flying around, he's not going to be ready. I don't care how many years he's got in the league. He's not Brady played, you know, they're, 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 different schemes and different philosophies when it comes to playing it up personally being old school. I think they got to play some in the preseason, but if they don't, you better be ready for injuries. It's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to have to fight through it. And that's what teams around the league are figuring out right now. Yeah. And, and they're look. I know Dak, uh, you know, strained his calf and, uh, you know, he, he, on that last play, the touchdown to CD lamb, but the prognosis on that is, is pretty positive uh, and, and good. Uh, they're getting Lyle Collins back, you know, now after the, the bye. Uh, so they'll have him against the Vikings. Well, where is he going to play? You, yeah. are, are you talking about uh, – uh, uh, I just drew a blank. What's the guy, the, the baseball oh, Ter- player's name that uh, that got <laughs> – Oh, oh, Wally. He, he might get Wally Pipped, yeah. Wally Pipped. There yeah, you he go. might have gotten Wally Pipped go. for sure. He might get Wally Pipped of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Um, because, you know, the other guys are taking advantage. And, and I need to make a list. There's a list of eight or ten players for the Cowboys that are, are totally taking advantage of this situation and making uh, making a pretty good argument for getting a contract coming back next year. They already got two rookies, one of them my, uh, from, from my alma mater here at Arizona State, that have now been signed to contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, because they played so well 
being elevated from the practice squad, then now they're on the team. So you're seeing that happen all over the place. Yeah, and they they just everything they they're whatever they're doing, like you said, they're living right. The football gods are treating yeah. them well. Uh, Michael Gallup appears to be probably yeah. back. For, play? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they, they'll have the depth, you know. And it's a 17 game season now, so you know having that depth come back eventually. Uh, you know, Neville Gallimore is getting closer. Uh, still don't know about Tristan Hill. Kelvin Joseph, their rookie cornerback, is is yeah. going to be available for them here soon, which will be good in depth, you know, that they need. I, I mean, he hasn't played yet, so we don't know how good he is. I mean, we've hardly seen he I got hurt in a preseason, so we don't know anything about him. I But it's good to have those guys that you like that you draft in the second round available for you to play down the stretch, and then eventually they'll get Tank Lawrence back, which will be, which will be really, really good for a defense that oh. – uh, has played well without him, especially, you know, Randy Gregory has really come into his own in the last two weeks. Yep. Yep. Making, making hay while the sun shines. I'm telling you, and I heard him on an interview uh, yesterday, I think it was, and I was so impressed with him. Such a sharp, sharp guy. But uh, how about, okay, you're going to have to help me out, Paul, with some of these names because I'm just coming off of back surgery, okay. as I told you yesterday. And, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, the the receiver who's filled in it in the slot, uh, Cedric Wilson. Okay, Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Did you see the play he made on fourth down? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many times you've gone back and watched that catch that he made. Totally won the game for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, making that catch on the sideline, and it was a ball that had to be thrown where it was. He had to throw it over the defensive back. And uh, and he made, he came down with a Cedric did it made an unbelievable backwards looking up into the sky one of those plays uh, you know that your body's completely contorted and uh, it absolutely without that play the Cowboys lose that game and there were as many of those types of plays in that game as I can remember in any one game you can go through that game and pick out at least a dozen plays that. Without them, the Cowboys would have lost that game. We, you know, and uh, also you can talk about wide receivers. Noah Brown, who for years was when they put no. Noah Brown in, it was because they're running the ball. He's a he's a really good blocker and he's a special teamer. He came in and he had a third and seven catch that that made a difference. And usually yeah. in the past, Noah Brown is like, well, they're going to run the ball because he's an excellent blocker. But now everybody has a role in this offense. Whether the tight ends, Dalton Schultz. Is uh, made himself a bunch of money. Blake Jarwin, who's already got a great contract, is contributing. Uh, no one, everyone's pulling their weight, especially on off. Everyone's everywhere. Everybody's got deficiency, sure. But I think the the sign of a true good team. You look around the league and the ones that are really good, like the Ravens right now. Everyone's pulling their weight. The Cowboys. Everyone's pulling their weight. There's not a there's not a position that even if you're not as good as you want to be at it, where you say, well, this guy's playing below his ability or he's not playing up to his contract or whatever. Everybody's right now pulling their weight. Yeah, and Dalton. Talk about Dalton Schultz. What he's done. More than anything, is gained the confidence of Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. so that Dak is looking for him um, more than any other player to throw the ball to. Zeke, uh, believe it or not, you know you, you always have a little bit of a hesitancy to throw the ball to a running back as a quarterback, um, especially in a key situation. Well, that's not true with Zeke. He's become a quality receiver coming out of the backfield. Tony Pollard has become a quality blocker so that they can play him on third down. And the and the other 
then the defense doesn't know where they're going to go with the ball because normally when you put Tony Pollard in, it's because he's going out for a pass route. He's not going to stay in a block. Little things like that confuse the defense and and make it harder to prepare um, for for the offense and what they're going to do. And and so though, there's a couple of guys that have contributed. Um, to the fact that defenses don't know what the Cowboys are going to do based on their personnel package. Yeah, it's it's really been impressive, and and of course we, you know, we'll see what happens with Dak once they get to the Minnesota game and his calf. But again, well, I think he's fine. He's, he's fine. I've I've had those before. It's a little strain. He got it on the last play of the game, and I saw him. He was backing up, kind of thrown off his back foot, and he planted a little bit wrong, and it it tweaked just a little bit. And those kind of things go away in a couple of days. So, uh, and again, there here you go. You want to talk about the football gods? Look at the Cowboys' schedule. You know, from four preseason games, it started out with four preseason games instead of three, extra game to get ready. The break, not they didn't get a 14-day break and then a seven-day break between games. They got a 10 and a 10. Huge difference in preparing for two teams. They got a 10 after the last preseason game because they played on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then they played on the next Sunday. Okay, 10 and 10. They got the bye week now. Through perfectly staggered between the first break and the second break, which is going to come Thanksgiving. Now, what do they get? They get Thanksgiving and another Thursday game the next week, 10 and 10 again, instead of 14 and seven. And these breaks, these breaks in the scheduling, it's like Jerry went into the league office before the season and told him when he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. and where he wanted to play. And that's exactly the way it's working out. It's a total advantage for the Cowboys. You know what else I'm looking forward to on the schedule is some of the teams. I mean, they got the Chiefs on the schedule this year. They've got uh-huh. they've got some good teams. There are times where you'd be like, oh, man, the Chiefs, that's going to be a rough one. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. You look at that at the start of the season, you say, that's a, you chalk it up. That's an L. But Just now, put an L next to it. Well, now the, not, 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 not true. Mm-hmm. Okay, not the way they're playing right now. So they're, again, injuries are playing into this whole thing yeah there and they are again everything everything's worked out for them the vikings and we'll talk about this on next week's show because again this is the bye week sure. the vikings are an interesting team in that they can do some things but they're you, you know the old bell parcells cliche was you are what your record says you are and they're three and three that's what they are and uh the, they uh i do i'm a little worried because the patriots ran right at the cowboys and Damian Harris is good. Dalvin Cook is better. And yeah. that's what they're going to have to contend with is a healthy Dalvin Cook. Uh, How much do you want to bet that Dalvin Cook gets hurt in the game Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I would take that bet, I think. The football gods are leaning on our soul, favoring the Cowboys. I wouldn't. I, I might take that bet. Yeah, uh, he he might judge. and he's you know fighting through an ankle, which for anybody isn't good, especially for a running back, it's not good. And one that came back and had twenty nine carries, I think, in the win that they had over the Panthers uh, in overtime last week. So there are, I mean, there there are some things to obviously look forward or you know worry about. But the Cowboys' schedule works out. Some of the teams that people thought were going to be better aren't that much better, or they're just this much in a gap. They, oh, I mean, they, I mean. When you draw the the AFC South and the only really good team in that is the Buccaneers, you know, so all yeah. the, on the or NFC South. I mean, the, so they drew so they drew the right division in the AFC. Yeah. There you go. There's another one. Yeah. Yep. 
you know, you got the right, you got the right divisions on your scheduling and, you know, they've got a pretty, you know, aside from like a random game here with the, you know, like the, the Raiders, that's, that might be tough. We'll, we'll see how they, you know, rally around Rich Basaccia through the rest of the year. But yeah, there's, there's just a lot of positives looking ahead after the buy, Danny. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm cautious to say book your playoff tickets, but they've got a division that's really, really bad. That'd be well, they got, really, they got really the, bad. They got the Redskins. Well, the, the football, football team. team. Yeah. How long does it take to come up with a name for a football team? Will somebody explain that to me? I I, you know, I mean, they have a contest. Let the fans vote. Takes them a week, and they come up with a name. It's been two years. I know. You know well, and, I mean, before and, you and decide. Still, and for broadcasters, that's brutal. It's you know, terrible. call have to keep calling them the Washington football team. Anyway, they play them in in subsequent weeks. You know, with one game in between, um, that's that's total advantage for the Cowboys. The way they've got the travel and the home schedule mm-hmm. set up, um, yeah, it just it just goes on and on. Yeah, they uh, yeah. I, back to the the football team for a second. You were right. Yeah. I mean, like, do a contest. Also, when you decide to change your name. Which, which they clearly did because of the pressure, and it's fine, whatever they want to do. But, uh, like, you should, have, you should have had a plan going forward. They just said, this is what we are right now. We'll, come, we'll tell you the plan later, which kind of explains why there's all this turmoil around the Washington football team because they don't really seem, as an organization, to have a plan. It's about selling jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They've been telling them this for five years. They have a plan. They have a plan. And um, for five years, Washington has known that there was a chance, um, you know, that they were going to have to change their name. There are a lot of other teams, a lot of other schools, a lot of other uh, NFL teams that are kind of in that boat right now. It's easy to come up with a plan. The the football team is going to is going to milk this thing until they're completely out of football team jerseys. <laughs> They're going to sell their last jersey the day before they announce the name of the new team, the new name of the team. <laughs> so it's all planned out. It's all strategized, and they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And whatever the new name is, it's probably going to disappoint people. But either way, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's hard. Uh, I still, you know, we all still, I think everybody wants to say the San Diego Chargers. They didn't change their name. They changed their city. But it's hard. It's hard for broadcasters. I, You know, the two guys I host a radio show with are Washington football fans. But they want to say Redskins. Like, they're just in their... Sure. I mean, you played against the Redskins, what, 20 times or something like that? 22 times. I called the Chargers the San Diego Chargers six times before (laughs) finally, I mean, my... My uh, my play-by-play guy Kevin Ray was hinting was hinting at me. Yeah, you know, well, I I call him the San Diego Chargers, and he'd say, "Oh, or the L.A. Chargers." I didn't even get it. I didn't even catch it <laughs> until six times I'd called him the San Diego Chargers. Finally, finally, he had to reach over and tap me on the knee and say. Danny, it's the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I told him, yeah. And then I came back on, and I said, well, you know, I'm struggling with the name, the L.A. Chargers. I really get confused when the when the uh, San Diego Chargers play the Houston uh, Oilers. That's, that's when I really get yeah. in trouble. Um, so far, that hasn't happened this year, but when it does, I'll be in trouble. Yeah, oh, yeah. The t- I, I wish that the Titans would have just given Bob McNair the Oilers' name. 
but sure, the, it, sure, you know, the Texans is always been on a, everybody. It's, Texans has always been kind of a bland name for me. <laughs> you know, it just it did it doesn't do it, and and plus they could sing the song again. It'd be nice. Well, Danny, uh, uh, please recover quickly, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Relax, have a a nice bye week, and and always great stuff from you. Always enjoy doing the podcast. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, or to this video on YouTube. And we'll be back again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Have a great football weekend, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.